0: takitahi
1: Success is ensured by the strength of many, rather
2: than by one individual. E mana, ina e reo, mai, hoki mai te Te Ahi Ko,
1: ko welcome to Te Ahi Ka, a weekly kaupapa Māori programme giving
2: you insight into things Māori on Radio New Zealand National. We've got music and drama in this week's edition of Te Ahi Ka. We're back with TV chef Pete Petsy, the
1: host of Māori television's Kai Time on the Road, who this time talks about the importance of passing his skills onto the next generation.
3: I took my boy out hunting and uh, he stuck it his first boar the other night um was hundred and forty five pounds which was a big one and the big tus and it was chomping away and he I uh, just bought him a, a new hunting knife and he came over, I said, Bring your knife son, come and you know, blood your knife and, he, and it was on the road and I was holding on to it and go straight, you know, stick your pig and then this pig was chomping away and he put his foot on the head and and, and stuck it, you know, and I was thinking the big huge said, gee, you're brave.
2: <laughs>
3: Ooh, I wouldn't do that, but he did.
2: Pete Pietzi, he'll be up a little later on. Kali Korpai can certainly bout it out. And when accompanied by Jamie McCaskill, well, those two can make some noise. Which is exactly
1: what they'll be doing when they perform Hero Aroha next week as part of the New Zealand International
2: Arts Festival lineup. we we'll how the real life partners cope with certain, well, aspects of the play. One of the key things I remember, Carly, is. <laughs> Uh, the scene where you have to kiss Jamie oh <laughs> and, and as real life partners you said to me that you found that really awkward oh. I mean have you've performed this play many many times since then I mean have you got over that
4: awkwardness no it's still strange it's still <laughs> I don't know why it is it...
5: she um so <laughs> when I mean the last performance we were in Adelaide last week I kissed her and then she's like went for the lights to go out <laughs>
1: First up, we head to something about to go off in Taranaki. When it comes to music, well, there is an odd stereotype that suggests every Māori can play the guitar. Well, I can say it's so
2: not true, although I am trying to learn. And for me, well, instruments have always been around me and music is just another form of art that gets the creative juices flowing. Taking it to another level is the Sounds Aotearoa Expo coming up in Taranaki on the 10th and 11th of March. M Wano of Tsihi Limited is the artistic director and she explains the whole purpose of it.
0: Sounds is a two-day music market, a music expo, uh, and its whole focus was who helped develop New Zealand music. Initially, my passion, my, my goal was for Māori music. Um, and then when I started talking to people, not to bri- but broader, it's actually a need for uh, not just Māori, but New Zealand artists as well. So I changed it to a New Zealand music market, therefore looking at professional development opportunities for capability building for artists, artist managers, those that want to get from um, where they are to another level and then looking at showcases, working with international buyers and programming programmers and bringing them into Aotearoa to see some of our bands and those buyers, are, a number of them are already in the country um, or we're coming down because of the New Zealand International Arts Festival, Pacifica. And WOMAD and a whole lot of other festivals that are run around the same time.
1: So, there are some big wigs in town that could possibly launch um, a Māori artist's career.
0: That's right. If it, or they can help share some knowledge um, about for bands. Uh, for example, the program if they're wanting to tour to Australia, they're wanting to tour to the UK or Europe, or even to Asia, we've got some uh, international people on those panels that can tell our people and our artists how or what they need to do if that's what they want, if that's what they're looking for.
1: So, Emily, when you say the buyers, are you talking about um, marketing people from other record companies? Are you talking about, um, you know, people that scout new
0: talent? Yes, very much so. They are people that are running festivals um, or running venues or they run a number of events or they are um, tied up with labels uh, and they are the types of people that visit, that go to markets around the world. So I go to, um, with the work that I'm involved involved in with uh, WOMAD, I go to a number of markets as well and it's all about that's the place, the platform where artists um, can get some exposure and can be seen so that we as buyers don't have to Get to every country to see um, a range of artists.
1: So whereabouts have, have you been, um,
0: Emily? I've been to uh, Australia. To there's a market, a world music market now that's just been set up in Australia. Has been running for two years, and they've been five years in the planning. So they're a, um, you know a. a colleague of ours so that we're sharing information and about who you know, um, presenters and and buyers and so on and databases I also go to the World Music Expo which is in Europe, so I've been across to um, Europe um, the last few years and going back again this year and those, uh, for example the one in Europe is the biggest uh, music trade fair of its kind, they get something like 3,500 people that attend that market and it's all, um, it's a trade fair and it's just like, you know, when you go to a home and lifestyle expo but it's a music expo so there's artists from all over the world there, there's buyers from all over the world all looking for what is, um, you know, looking for an artist from another country.
1: Just with you talking about that um media about the Sounds Aotearoa Expo and um, the exposure that that could bring. I mean, one star that immediate, immediately comes to my mind who's been in the media lately is Holly Smith.
0: Holly Smith. Who was burnt. Yes, that's right. And this is all part of it. So it's not, it's about building that, um, the conference side of it is about building their knowledge and their experiences. So um, we've got things like marketing. Um, Marketing masterclass. So we've got two yes. streams in that. So yes. one is looking at indigenous um, marketing, indigenous music to yep. mainstream audiences.
1: Just a background, um, Holly Smith. She had um, a, a deal with, I believe it was Blue Note Records in New York. New York yeah. um, there was a partnership happening there, and then they collapsed, which meant that she effectively lost her her masters, which is her her yeah. recordings. Yeah. Um, and they ended up—I mean—to cut a long story short, they um, settled out of court for an undisclosed um, sum of money. But that was ongoing for, I believe, the past year or so. Yeah, and
0: mm. those so are all experiences. So you know those are the the holly Holly is like someone that which we should have that could be sh- should be sharing her experiences with the industry, so people don 't we learn by the mistakes and we don 't fall into those same pitfalls um, and then we 're trying to connect um the artists with the right people so at the moment like we 've got um of one of the guys based in Auckland, Jeffrey Stubbers from Southbound Distribution. He was, he's worked in the industry for a good 30 odd years in the UK and then came home back here to Auckland to um, settle and um, set up his business. He would be a great person to um, share some of those experiences because he's dealt with a number of labels um, over those 30 years.
1: So, um, Emilia, we're just going to go through the. Well, I've got the program in front of me. So, it kicks off on uh, Wednesday, the tenth of March. Yep. Wednesday, the tenth of March, and the eleventh. Um, they've got um, New Zealand music, language, culture, and identity, which is presented by Timiinga Hohaya, the founder and director of the Parihaka Peace Festival. Yep, that's right. What will she be talking about?
0: Well, basically, that panel, Timiinga Houhia, Moana Maniapoto, and Anton Carter. I wanted them to set the scene about what, from their perspective, is the um, what is it, what's the environment like for from there through their eyes. Tamaringa is a director and a programmer here, domestic programmer here in Aotearoa, and um, Moana is an artist and is a former chairperson of the Maori Music Coalition, and Anton is a Pacific um, museo and artist living here in Aotearoa. I wanted them to set To share that platform, what is the environment like? What's important um, about us as New Zealand musos?
1: Moana Mania will have a very interesting story, (laughs) wouldn't she?
0: Very interesting story. (laughs) She
1: was not allowed to use her name, I believe, in Germany (laughs) because they had copyrighted Moana?
0: They had, that's right. Mm. Um and like we it was it's interesting and again all those things need to people need to know so that we don't go offshore with you know our um brand thinking oh we're unique we're the only ones in the world before we do that we have to do some homework you know to keep ourselves safe out in that big wide world um Ko i e miroi wano ahae uh, ko taku ingoa fa'ano kolia aho no o portoki mayo ki teida ingari e he uri tine no te fa'ano a apenue te fa'casoia mingasi parau.
2: Kia ora i e wano talking about the Sounds Aotearoa Expo happening this Wednesday and Thursday. And the event is kind of a Māori precursor to WOMAD, which is a
1: staple of the Taranaki Arts Calendar. For more information, you can go to our website radionz.co.nz
2: forward slash I'm Justine Murray. I'm Mariah Rakaraku, and you're with Teahikar on Radio New Zealand National. How's this for romantic, Justine? Boy meets girl. Girl leaves boy. Girl returns to boy. Boy and girl live happily ever after. Sounds like one of my auntie's Mills and Boons books, Mariah. <laughs> yeah, that's right, and it's also the story behind Here, Deal, Aroha, a play starring Carly Korpai and Jamie McCaskill that kicks off on Tuesday, March the 9th in Wellington at the New Zealand International Arts Festival. They were on Te Ahika back in 2008 when Mariah
1: followed them around when they were touring Aotearoa as part of honouring. Theatre, the Indigenous Theatre Collective.
2: And since then they've travelled the world, Hawaii, Australia, Canada, all the while developing the same play. Funnily enough, Justine, one of the things I remember from the interview I did two years ago with Carly and Jamie was how funny Carly felt kissing Jamie on stage despite being his partner in real life. So you started by asking if that was still the case, right? I'm talking with... Jamie McCaskill and Carly Korpai, the stars of Heereo Aroha. Now, the last time I interviewed you guys was two years ago at your Palmerston North performance. One of the key things I remember, Carly, is uh, the scene where you have to kiss Jamie. Oh. <laughs> and, and as real-life partners, you said to me that you found that really awkward. Oh. I mean, have... You've performed this play many, many times since then. I mean, have you got over that awkwardness? No, it's still
4: strange. It's still. <laughs> I don't know why it is. It...
5: She, um. <laughs> so when I remember the last performance when we were in Adelaide last week, I kissed her, and then she's like, Wait for the lights to go out. <laughs> <laughs> Like, talking to me while we're while, while we kiss while our lips are, lips are together, so... There is, and
2: and this is a significant part in the play <laughs> yeah. is your characters, yeah. Pesco and Claire. Yeah.
4: I think it's just, it's bad on my half. I'm breaking away from my
2: <laughs> concentration
4: and going, oh, I'm kissing my fiancé in public. <laughs>
2: In front of all these people?
4: Yeah, I promise I'll of get all these over strangers. that. I'll make it Believe next time. So
2: that was two years ago, and I mean, what are some of the other things that have um, developed the work since then?
5: The development of the script. The script has been developed. Um, because quite, Jamie, you're one of the writers, yeah, as well as yeah. Media
2: George. Yeah,
5: Media and I wrote that together, but it's also with a lot of input from Kali and, and Honey. It's uh, Hornecoca, Hone yeah. Of
2: Tawata Productions. <laughs> it's their uh, production house that's driving Hedewaro, huh? All
0: aye.
5: right. And um, so we've all um, got into the room sessions together and we've t- totally pulled the script apart and we pulled mm-hmm. characters out and uh, we just <laughs> lay all the all the scenes out on the table and we all walked around and we all sorted uh, the yeah. scenes out visually for ourselves and then once we did that meter and I went away and developed the script a little a little bit more. And uh, each time we've performed in in, in different centres, um, we've developed it more. Mm. Even t- even for the International Arts Festival here, it's been developed again. Mm. So, only to make it stronger. I think it's very important that um, New Zealand players get get um, get time performed, so so you can uh, work them instead of getting cut off at the knees after the first performance.
4: Okay, so tell me about the story. <laughs> oh, we get asked that question all the time. <laughs> um, because
2: it's a love story. It is a love
5: story. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and you play a whole range of characters. Yes,
5: yes, we do. Yeah. Basically, this story is uh, boy, boy and girl are together. Uh, girl, girl goes to New York to pursue her um, singing career. Um, <laughs> Leaving
2: boy behind. <laughs> Leaving boy behind. Boy
5: carries on with his fishing boat, depressed. Gil comes home. Boy doesn't want her. Um, Gil tries to get over it. Um, boy and girl get back together. So it's a it's a love story, it's very um fairy taleish, but um it's very it's very mildy and uh we like that. And um Kali <coughs> and I play I think what five or six different five characters? Or six, I wish six, yeah. You could count how I many. I know characters. I
4: play I play two. So Kali are you still playing a filler? Yes. Yeah. We kept him, we didn't. Kala like filler. Yep, Rangi Rangi, <laughs> Rangi on I'm the fishing boat.
5: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kaya and Rangi and you are?
5: Maria Sister Maria. Pasco oh, And uncle Uncle And uncle Yeah so there's six six characters mm. But our main characters are Pasco and Kaya Yeah, yeah. And it's very much a love story And
2: interwoven from. in the love story is
5: music Music, yep that's mm-hmm. right um, I guess with every play that I've tried to write I've um, incorporated music Something I need to get away from But at the moment I love having uh, live music in theatre And I think media is enjoying it as well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And on
4: now, one of the songs that you perform is? Um, a song called Hapai o Māori, and then Toru'ereri, e and they're both songs by a man called Hone de Hanganui. We're very lucky to have him you know, let us use his beautiful waiter.
2: Hapai o Māori. what's mm. that about?
5: Uh, Hapai o Māori is about an uh, old Mori myth about um, Hapai and Tawaki. And um, when Hapai got pregnant, and uh she had a baby to Tafaki, uh the baby came out Taufaki
2: was like a funny Yeah, he was a tanifa. he had
5: very very uh a lot of magical powers and he changed his shape and all that kind of stuff and uh when when uh Puanga was was born he said um, and um offended um and she went back to to heaven well, to the, to the heavens and he tried his best to get up there by changing different many forms and um and he got up to to uh, To the heavens to, to see her. Mm. And I can't yeah. remember if they got back together. Do you know him what I... Uh, mm. They did.
2: I think they
4: did. They did. Yeah,
5: I think they did. But yeah, he wasn't very nice to her.
4: Yeah, what a dummy. And
5: and, and, and that song is a love story within itself, and it's one of the reasons we chose that song from, from Honey.
2: Yeah. So since I've seen you in Palmerston North and Osirua, the work has toured internationally. Yep. You've been all over the place. And what's been the reception? A whole lot of warmth.
5: <laughs> the best thing was when we were in Hawaii and we performed at Kamehameha High, oh. and um, what a beautiful place, this Kamehameha School is uh, for um, Hawaiians of um, Hawaiian descent. And, um,
4: so it's like a kura Papa. It's like a papa. Oh, you should say it. It's phenomenal.
5: Yeah, it's up on top of the it's hill. It's not
4: just a high school. I mean, they start at the bottom of the hill as little babies in creche, and then as they get older, they gradually get, further and further up the mountain until high school you're on top of the mountain and it's an amazing
2: neat and imagine being brought up with all of that <sighs> mm, you yeah. know your culture's just so evident and so present yeah it's I no big issue
5: I've, i definitely i uh, envy. grown up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, school envy we performed there <laughs> and um we did the show and we we'd just done the show like the night before for 30 people and then the next night we had we got around yeah, we had over four hundred people and Aww. um and then we finished the performance, and we were like, "Oh you good? And we did our usual deft, curtain deft, call, deft. <laughs> and then we got t- told to come back out on stage and um, on oh, no, in front of the stage, and then um the whole audience burst into a way and, and sung back to us It was so beautiful mm, was and then they all came up and put lay around our neck and, and gave us a kiss, um, and it was just and then we went out to the car park to go and um Uh, yeah, um, have a smoke. Cut that. And, um, after singing our our hearts out, uh, and these people performed for us in the car park.
4: Yeah, they actually said, can we sing for you? (laughs) And we were like, sure. (laughs) So we just stood there, and they performed a song that was written by a Māori man.
5: Yeah, and it was half Hawaiian, half Hawaiian. Yeah, half
4: Māori, half Hawaiian, and with all their amazing, what are they? Hula. Hula moves, yeah. beautiful ladies, and beautiful men too. Mm.
5: So. And, yes, what was the question? Oh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, and, and because it's a universal theme of love, I think everybody gets it. And a and, and big thing is Māori, Māori can love, Hawaiian people can love, uh, First Nation people in, in, in Canada can love, mm. um, Pākehā can love, Chinese can love, everybody, everybody loves, everybody knows what that means. So, um, everybody gets the story. It just so happens that we are Māoris telling that story. Um, but every time we've performed it, we've got a standing ovation in Hawaii and Mark's Garage and Kamehameha High School at Toronto, and we performed at the Planet Indigenous, which mm. is the biggest indigenous festival in, in the world. Wow. And, um, yeah, standing ovations, it was just, it's just amazing. So maybe we're on a good, onto a good thing with this show. I don't know.
2: And you've just come back from Adelaide where you had to present the show... For to do the festival circuit yeah. in Australia?
6: by all over the world.
5: It's called the Australasian Performing Arts Market. And, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I think people were coming from Korea and Ireland, mm. uh, Europe, uh, Australia, New Zealand. Everybody was represented over there, and we got a 20-minute time slot to do our show, so we had to kind of, like, make a preview trailer of our show. And
6: condense it and it
5: kind of made sense. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, hopefully some more deals come out of it and we get to go overseas a bit more.
2: Now, Jamie. I mean, you're. A, would it be right to say you're a seasoned actor? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's. Uh, that's you're nice. old. Yeah, old, old actor. No,
5: I'm not
2: old school. I just saw Simon Cowell before he was old school. <laughs> 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 yeah, Carol Simon. So, so you're. You know, you've acted before, and yeah. this isn't your first playwriting gig either. No. no. And uh, Carly, I mean, you're a singer.
4: Yep. Yes, I, am. I mean,
2: I'd like to know, how have you come into this process and found the whole working and reworking and developing a work, you know, using
4: devices? Jeez. Well, it's definitely been a first for me because every other th- theatre um, production I've done, the script has already been solid and written by bloody Shakespeare or something. Um, but coming in and working with Jamie... At the beginning, it was hard for me to go, oh, what about this? Do you think you should write that? Because I didn't want to um, stamp on anyone's writing. But now me and Hunia are kind of... All of us are in a group situation where we can say, I don't think that works. What if we tried this? Because I know the character's so well now and i'm um, have I you had to fight that. for
2: characters um fight for them to stay no i had to
4: fight for them to get rid of them actually ah. <laughs> I was like, oh i really hate that lisa girl why don't we kill her <laughs> and so we did but the, it's, i've always had to if i wanted to question something i've always had to have a really really good reason as to why so
2: and you're not new to playwriting yourself jamie i mean how have you have you found your skills of up to level as well
5: I don't think my skills have ever u- upped the level ever until this process to see, uh, to look back at, at 2008 when I was last talking to you at the script then to where it is now and ha- really how to advance um, from one script to the next to the next is a, is a real, real humbling kind of um, experience because you really have to not get so precious to, about your script, about your writing, about your words and just really let them go and then um try something else and just keep on not being precious about it because the person who is um and say say Honikoka um you just got to trust that he knows what what he's talking about mm. and um and he does and 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 it's evident with the script now that um that we're onto that <laughs> hang on that <laughs> not being precious about your work is the best thing to do yes.
2: mm. what about moving between performer and writer you no, know, oh, they're like two that. very different different skills, eh? yeah,
5: yeah, sometimes I forget that I even wrote the play because when we when when we are acting, I've just got my acting tights on and taking my writers writer's hat off and just just performing and and connecting with Carly and doing the best mm. more acting I can do, and I think we've been doing this play a, a lot, and um we we're not content with with staying at the same acting level either, you know we really have to push ourselves as actors. Because we can, because we've got this this this, this groundwork to to work with, and we, we can totally just push ourselves as actors and upskill all our other schools and as musicians as well. Mm. Mm.
2: Does it leave room for anything else? I mean, I know you two are engaged to be married.
4: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> <the> wedding happening. <laughs> next
5: year. Next year. Next Hopefully, year. we make some money off the show. Pay I pay for my dress. <laughs> the show. Is keeping us um, busy with our craft, and also we do have a lot of time for our personal life as well.
4: Do you leave work at work? Yeah, I, I have this funny thing where I tell Jamie to have a shower mm. to wash work away. Mm. But um, I think it is important that we come home because, or else we'd just be running our lines all bloody day mm. and going over our songs.
2: You know, I guess it does help that it is a love story, eh? Yeah, mm. because. I'm guessing it could be quite difficult if you were acting in something hard out mm. like a Streetcar Named Desire, maybe, mm.
5: Mm.
2: you know, and being able to shed shed that stuff professionally and then have it in your personal life. I mean, I don't know.
5: I've had a lot of questions, you know, like, oh, how's it working with your muses? How's it working? How's it? Oh, oh, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. do that. Oh, stuff that. I wouldn't do that. But um, I guess oh, I didn't think I'd ever do that either. But now that I'm working with Carly and. You know, mm. best friends working together, it's just it's just, it's just, just easy. And we trust each other on stage. Well, I trust her. I oh, trust look how <laughs> you're <Yeah>. neat <laughs> travelling the you. world
2: together. Yeah, and that's And it, you're going fine. through exactly the same thing, don't yeah. need to explain anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. That guy was really out of it last night. Yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you know, you don't need to fill in yeah. any of the detail because yeah. you were there. Yeah, I yeah I that's think... right. That's mm. right. But do you get
4: sick of each other? No. No. And I, I ask you this. No, we don't. No. No. To be, it's not oh, i don't Moody. know how to yeah well just just the same i suppose you come home you're in a bad mood he gets it or i get it you know <laughs> i get it yeah he does
5: <laughs> we did um <laughs> we did some performances at Tumarai and Taranaki um oh yeah uh, was it last year yeah it
4: was oh, last year yeah
5: in the Taranaki International Arts Festival and the response on the marae was just...
2: Oh, oh it would have been oh, rapturous. It was fantastic, <laughs> eh? it
5: was so... And it's
2: very heartwarming. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, it was.
2: It must feel that way because yeah. you must feel that your story, mm. even though you know, you've know you created it in your head yeah. and you performed it in all these international stages, that mm. they have such resonance here mm. at home.
5: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that, that was such a nice thing to, to, to have. Just going, oh, yes, our Māori get it, and all the Hawaiians get it, but, you know, the Māori, they, they really get what, we, what we're talking about, oh, especially our characters, you know? That's like, yep. Ooh.
2: That's a cousin. That's, uh, that's, that's uncle. uncle there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you find that when you perform Ma- uh, Māori characters anyway, you know, people just can relate to it?
5: Yeah, yeah.
2: And they're not necessarily um, stereotypical characters? No, no,
5: no. I think um, maybe at the beginning, this this is the thing I get back to on acting as well. This is one thing I'm trying to challenge myself: is to not be so stereotypical or not be so flamboyant with one of my characters, anyway. Mm. Um, <laughs> just to really make them unstereotypical but accessible at the same time. It's a lovely craft, acting.
4: But it doesn't <laughs> pay the bills, does it? Acting? Ah, uh, no. hopefully. Sometimes it does.
5: <laughs> That's why I got a real job.
2: And what's your real job, Jamie?
5: I'm, uh, uh, I'm a youth worker at a um, social work agency called Challenge 2000, and I work with at-risk youth from um, all around the Wellington area. I've actually brought a young fellow in with me today from, um, from Purirua, uh, from Tawa. His name's Jacob Dugood. Want to say hello, Jake? Oh, uh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and you
2: were, um, you were being Jamie and Carly's roadie there, Jake?
6: Yeah, pretty much, eh? <laughs> <laughs>
2: And I've heard you're a bit of an actor yourself.
6: Yeah, I've performed in a play, uh, It's My Party. So, yeah, I mean, Jamie McCaskill actually wrote that. So.
2: Oh, so what, the same Jamie McCaskill we're looking at across the table here? <laughs>
6: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So you trained him
2: well before you got him in here, Jamie?
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> plug me, Jake, plug me. Yeah,
2: yeah go hard, Jake, go We hard. did
5: um, drama with these guys. We had ten, 10 people in our alternative education school, and uh, we did a Shakespeare piece at... Um, at the uh, end of term two, I think it was, and Jake played Romeo. He was a very good Romeo. Was Romeo it, even! Yeah, Romeo. It was a 15-minute piece. <laughs> and then I wrote a play, I rewrote a play called It's My Party, and I really wrote it to the lingo of our, of our Rangasahi out there, and um, I really got into it. And um, we performed it, and it was fantastic. And then heaps of MPs came to our second performance. We had to put it up again so his MPs could see it. And these guys, these um, he got to perform in front of dignitaries or delegates, and it was just... Um, Fantastic! How did and you what, find it, Jake?
2: Have you caught the bug, Jake? What do you mean by the bug? You just... want to get onto Shortland Street now?
6: Oh, uh, I just home and, <laughs> <laughs> home and away. Home and away.
2: Home and away. So tell me, what are some of the things that you do with Jamie?
6: Um, well, at the moment I'm doing some of the other things. Uh, we do like all uh, all sorts of plays, like like we do drama practice and all that when we did drama practice we played like blind samurai and all that and that that, that was uh, a what's was...
2: blind samurai
6: well it's like um you're in a circle and you're holding hands and then um everyone's holding hands and there's two there's two people there's a samurai and there's like a person that's trying to find the keys and they both got a blindfold on and the person that's trying to find the keys like just has to find a way around Of and there's like a gap in the um circle and then this uh blind samurai with the one with the sword uh they have to try and hit the person.
5: sword. <laughs> <laughs> newspaper, Jake. newspaper yeah. swords. What, <laughs> yeah. and what else do we do, Jake? We, what do we do on Monday?
6: Um, we went to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> and we watched Valentine's Day. So, <laughs> and
2: yeah. what did you think of that? Uh, it's,
6: a, it's a bit of it's a bit of a lovey-dovey story. Yeah, it's it's really good. Choice. Thanks, Jake. Jake. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So you guys have to have other jobs other
4: than than this, eh? Other than this, yeah, definitely. I work as a cleaner in the morning from seven to nine and then I work with the beat girls singing um, all around the country and sometimes internationally. So that's a... The lovely little filler, and it's you know I usually have maybe two gigs a week if I'm lucky. Gee, that's good. Yeah, but the recession hit bad, so um, all the corporates didn't want to buy. No, no more the mm, parties. No more parties. Don't want to be seen hiring the beat girls, but it's picked up this year, so things are looking a little, a little bit better financially. Um, and this at the moment, Hidu Aroha. So, singing, singing around the place, Hidu Oroha, and. We have plans to sing our own original music in random cafes or maybe just on the street and you can chuck us a coin. So um, watch out for me. 2010 is my year. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, babe. So open on night next Tuesday on the, on the 9th of March at uh, Soundings Theatre at 7pm. I cannot wait to get up on that <laughs> stage. And to pop up at Wellington, 7pm. Um, I, I can't wait. Can you wait?
4: No, I'm super excited. Yeah, just really because it's the first time we've done it, In our, well, home city. Yeah. And it's been a long time coming. Woo!
5: (laughs) Getting the crowds coming, eh? Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah.
4: So we're going to know people in the audience, whereas before we've been relying on, um, you know, a foreign audience, and now it's going to be all them Kiwis staring at us. Kia Kali North and Jamie North Tāmatera,
2: He was joined by Jake Durgan North Tūā, and you can see photos of that studio session on our webpage
1: and links to this show hereio aroha. Looks good. Sure does. We'll be there. And speaking of real-life couples, in a few weeks' time, our Te
2: show will be looking at different ways Māori hook up. That's right, Ed Thewi. whether it's blind dates, being set up by your cousins, or just the old beer goggles, <laughs> tune in, if anything, for a bit of a crack-up. Though love, as Justine's found, is serious business. 28th of March, folks, see you there. Hey, and before we move on, Justine, how's this for an example of fiction coming very close to real life? Jamie wrote Hereo Aroha with playwright Media George, whose 2005 work And What Remains looks at the wider implications upon, all. Te Aroa New Zealand Society when Māori become sterilised, by mistake. And this week
1: you have a Member of Parliament suggesting voluntary sterilisation for certain members of our society.
6: E kida! Go <laughs> listening to Te Aika, Radio National.
3: National.
1: Last week we heard from host of Māori television programme Kai Time on
2: the Road, Pete Peerty. Now Pete's pretty amazing eh? Having been taught how to cook at a young age by his mum he went on to excel in cooking at school worked at the Flash as Okoa Bay Resort as a chef his skills as a cook come hunter, gatherer scored him a job on TV. Kai Time on the Road is in its
1: fourth season and screen Sundays at 7pm on Māori television. Justy met up with
2: Pete at Māori Productions earlier this year, and in part two of that kōrero, Pete seems to be taking the fame game in his stride. How have you coped and
1: with the um, attention that your role brings?
3: I still stay humble. I'm still myself. I just do whatever I have done before. Um, and I very rarely venture into town. I mean, A lot of people think I'm from Auckland, but No. We we're based here in Otto and you know, because of the show and and it is a popular show. i i you know, it, I've enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it. But I think it's it's because of what I do anyway. Uh when it's the camera's not on me. Are- yeah. And and it's it's made it easier for me to talk to people on camera or talk to the camera. Um I go hunting, I go fishing, I go diving off camera. And now I do it on camera. Yeah. And you just sort of you know, hear what I have learnt um working on T V is as the research is getting right into into details now of what I do. Is finding out facts and everything to to pass on the information to the people. Mm. Little tips. Little if I can if I can offer at least one or two tips to anybody who watches the show, then we're doing our job right here at Maui. We're doing our job right. Um if they pick up more than two or maybe ten tips Fantastic.
1: Because I think when I, you know, I've watched quite a few episodes and I like the fact that you can, they're filming you, going out with your net, diving, bringing something, you know, it's, it, there's something in the fact that you get the kai and then you go to the barbie and then you cook it. I think that's the magic of kai time on the road. What do you think it is?
3: Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think so. I think the magic is, is different, um, different ohe, visiting different people. You know, that's, for me, that's magic. Mm. Um, like I say, to go out and get it, that's normal for me. But um, obviously it could be new oh, for others.
1: Like, wow, he's going to go, wow, oh yeah. now he's cooking it. There's um, something, you know, because most chefs just like, okay, just get that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> put that yeah.
3: in. We need to take Jamie Oliver out for yeah, a bit yeah. of a hunt and chuck a deer yeah. on his back or Gordon Ramsay yeah. And, yeah. and see who, who he can swear to in the bush. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, that, you know, those are good ideas that we've been um, thinking about um, as well that could possibly happen. Who knows? Um, I guess yeah. For me, it's meeting the people, and going to a, a corner of New Zealand, a little pocket that nobody knows about, and actually, you know, I've never been here before, and going, wow, I, I love Aotearoa. I love this place. I love what it has to offer. And good day because when I go on holiday, I can call and say hello to the, to anyone around New Zealand, you know. To and you sort of when you're on the road, you go, I. Right, I done the show there. Done the show there, and I know these people. It's cool, and you know I always keep in touch. I, I try to keep in touch with all all the uh, all my guests.
1: I mean, I know that you know all the you've know, all the raw here that you've you've been at filming. But are there any particularly funny stories, or you know areas that really stick out for you in terms of gathering and cooking?
3: Arohatahu, tahuna, no, I really enjoyed that the, the raw. Um, it, was like, it was like the, uh, it was just turned on on that particular day, even though we had drizzle in that, like the deer were roaring everywhere and, and the, they were in view. And I had a good good um, manuhiri for the day, uh, a good guest for the day. Um, it was just, yeah, it was just um, unbelievable. Uh, the, the mist was there as well. Wow. Um, it was that just magic, amazing. magic. I mean, like I say, I, I do a lot of hunting. Um, but that place was just magic, you know. You remember it, um, but all places I remember, I can, I can, with all the all the shows that we've done, um, close to nearly two hundred now, I can remember every episode, every episode, and, and the people and what I cooked. South Island, South Island was, was um, amazing, <clears throat> you know, going down there and, and meeting some of the people down there and. Flying up in the in the mountains, the Southern Alps, and checking out all the scenery from, and that that was that was magic.
1: Do you share your culinary skills with your children? Yep.
3: Um, Pete? Yep. yep. Are um, they funny, little hunt together as well? That? Uh, yep. I took my boy out hunting and uh, he stuck his first boar the other night. Um, it was one hundred and forty five pound, which was a big one, and the big tus and it was chomping away. And he, uh, just bought him a, a new hunting knife and. He came over, I said, bring your knife, son, come on, you know, blood your knife. And, he, and I was on the road, and I was holding on to it, and go straight, you know, stick your pig. And then this pig was chomping away, and he put his foot on the head and, and, and stuck it, you know. And I was thinking, big, huge jaws. I was, gee, you're brave.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I
3: wouldn't do that, but he did. Done it. And uh, and last night, he, I told him how to remove the jaw, because he had big tusks on it, and clean it up. And so that could be his trophy type thing, you know. But um, before that, I got him to singe his own pig. So the first time he singed his pig last night, and it looked good too.
1: And Just singes him. when you get rid of all the... All the hair. Yep.
3: Yep. So he had the gas burner, and he was singeing, and singeing. it took him about an hour, but that's not bad for you know for a learner. And the whole pig, and I told him how to brown it off nicely, and it looked delicious, and that's what I got <laughs> in the back of my truck.
1: <laughs> how old's your boy? Uh, wow. He's
3: going on 14.
1: Wow, it's pretty amazing, eh? Mm, mm. I've just written down something here, Pete, that I wanted to ask you. I'm not too sure, you know. I mean, well, you can just give me your your opinion on it. But you know, there are many areas around Aotearoa where where has been depleted, maybe because of dredging or overgathering. As a chef and as a person who you know is a claim wanna gatherer, um, how can we better um, make sure that our seafood lasts generations?
3: Well, those are the tips that I bring out on on the show, mm. and so. You know the thing is, you can say it, but people, some people won't listen. Um, I think there has to be tougher laws, possibly, to put more rāhui on on our kaimoana. Um, a few iwi around Aotearoa have actually put reserves out, just so that that particular area um, starts to stock up with kai, and then it floods out of the of the reserve and just tries to spread up and down the coast. And it, it's working, you know, um, you can't touch the kai within that reserve, so it's pretty much a breeding ground. Fish, kina um, paua, all that sort of stuff, and, and whatever, you know, when it does keep plentiful, then it just spreads out. That's a good way, is, is making the reserve, um, or putting on a rahui on the, on the particular boundary of the coastline for a certain amount of time, here at Maketu, we've done that for the mussels, um, the the, the whanau over there, they put a rahui on the mussels, because obviously Maketu mussels are quite famous, big fat ones, but yeah. you know you got to just be careful, eh? it's only a point out there, which, and, and you've you got divers going out all the time, um, and just taking a lot of the kai, taking more than it grows. Yeah. Um, so putting in a rahui on their place. Um yeah. and I've been out diving there and, and I've seen that there's you know, there's it's plentiful supply which is good. Oh
1: yeah, which is good.
3: Still have to look after it though. Yeah. You know, um still have to look after our kaimoana. I've seen rocks um sort of pretty healthy. I'd say pretty healthy with cuckoo. <laughs> with I won't say how many, but healthy. And and, and the Komatu and all the Iwi over that side have done well. And, you know, it won't probably won't hurt to put another rahui on the place as well for another couple of years. And that's, that's the only way to do it. Um, a lot of places like the West Coast and that, you know, they've got their their, their moana is plentiful because of the rough seas. Uh, it's quite hard to get out there now and again, you know, and um, down the South South Island, plenty of coastline down there, plenty of kai moana. And I just think with that around here, especially within the bay, we just need to sort of control it a little bit more. Um, but still, kai is there. You know, respect it. Respect Tangaroa, and then and, and he'll respect you.
1: And so for you, I mean, you've got. Have you got any um, a wish list when it comes to? Um, what you want to do with the show this year, or you know, try new things, or have you got the recipe for success? So why fix it when it's not
3: broke? Always looking to improve. Always, you know, um, when you start thinking that you're comfortable, then
1: complacency. Yes, system. yes,
3: yes. So you always, every year, we always sort of step up another notch. You don't have to go big. You just another something extra, and 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 create. The, you know, stick with your basic format, but just add another. Another five percent, ten percent in there. Um, just to keep the viewer interested.
1: Yeah, and that's definitely, you know, um what comes through I think with um a kaitome on the road because it's so it's so um not only do you get to see Aotearoa, but you get to see, you know, there's the food aspect but then there's also, you know, all those things equal mm, for the people,
3: the the area. Um, yeah. Mm. Like I said, that's a recipe for success.
2: Kei tuatu ki tira, kia ora Pete for your time. A tēnā kui, kia ora rā. Kia ora Pete Petty, no te Ati Haunui a Paparangi, me Ngāti Piki Ao. Anei rā e
1: mere wano, ano, mete te whakatauki.
0: E hara taku toa, i te toa takitahi, he toa takitene. And for us, that's all about us working together to deliver something really
6: amazing and special.
1: Now, as promised, next week we're with the public face of the Quit Smoking TV campaign, Ngāti ki Kaipara, Ngaitahu Angela Wallace. Have you seen it, Justine?
2: She's on there at the moment crying with her sister in the back of the bus.
1: Yeah, I have, Mariah, but what really got me in the campaign is when she turns to her boy, I think it might be her son or nephew, and she says, Why do you want me to quit? And he says, So you don't die. I'm getting teary I just thinking about it, but yeah. Oh we have. and then yeah. she goes,
2: Yeah, I'm doing it for the cuts. For the cuts. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll hear how she's getting on. And then for a complete one eighty, I'm at the Maui Challenge up in Hastings a few weeks ago. It's a Ngāti Kahununu fitness initiative that's based on the tough man challenges. But this time on the legends of Maui.
1: And Mariah I'm assuming it was hard out.
2: Justine, I don't know how they could have thought it was pitched at all fitness levels. <laughs> I really don't. Because they were telling people, you're a legend. And look, they were, when you saw some of the things they had to do, it was like, gee, Piz. And... We've got the
1: photos, fo- well, the photos will be posted on our website, radioNZ.co.nz forward e slash te ahika. te ki te kapina ate ahika. Katsuku mihi ngā kai kōrero itine wiki, Kinga ngā kai whakahaere mihini ngā mihi.
2: Huki mai hei tērā te, te rātapu. Mauri ora katoa.